Welcome to Jags Drive Time with Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osher, and Brian Sexton. Jags Drive Time starts right now. This hurts to do it because we work so hard and play primetime Thursday night game. So I can have a one and then uh, they go out there and hit the game winner. So uh, it happens, but we're going we're gonna to keep working. Yeah, that one hurt. It still hurts a couple days later after Thursday night football. Welcome in Jaguars Drive Time. Monday morning, Ashton Sullivan, Brian Sexton, and John Ozier here. And for the away games, you, you normally the team comes off rather quickly. And I will say you could tell this was a heartbreaking loss because players kind of just stood on the field. And Josh Allen was one of the last ones to come off the field. And, John, this one just felt different. Trevor Lawrence said it's heartbreaking. You truly felt that postgame. Yeah, you did. I, I, it felt to me similar to Arizona in, in a sense in the fact that they had the chance, a very good chance to win in the second half and then lost the lead. Uh, it was different because it was right there. Although at the same time, I, I felt like Cincinnati started controlling that game at the end of the game, and it felt to me like they were a team that was ready to win, they knew how to make the plays to win. And as soon as I say that, if not for the holding call, I think the Jaguars might win. Well, without a doubt. Um, and this is a team, especially at key positions, receiver, cornerback, right, where there's such a thin margin for error that they, they have – to make a play to win because they're not going to dominate. And they made that play. They got that sack. And then Trey Herndon, back in the lineup for the first time in a couple of weeks, gets hit with that holding call. And, and so the margin of error was, was nothing. If they punt, and they would have punted, if they punt, the Jaguars probably drive and win. Mm -hmm. An important <laughs> point to be made there, so I, didn't mean, I interrupted you, which I didn't mean to. Oh, it's okay. Um, you know, the holding call killed it. But if you think about it, Cincinnati got, I think, a uh, legal motion on the next play. They did. Overcame it. Yes. And went down and scored. Without a doubt. That's what I think the lesson for the Jaguars should be after this game is, okay, it went against you. In this league, one thing may go against you. You have to overcome it. To me, the story of the game was the Bengals overcame it. They did. At that moment, the Jaguars didn't. And Malcolm Brown said as much in his post-game yep. news conference that you have to have amnesia and go right back to work. Well, he knows. He's won big games. Without a doubt. So. Here's the issue, though. This team is only going to win this year when they make those plays you know, and then don't have the holding call. When Their margin isn't going to change. It's going to be thin all year. Well, you see the difference. I thought Joe Burrow said it best in his post-game press conference. He said, a year ago, we don't win these games. They learned how to win. You see the difference in a franchise, a year difference, and it's clear as day. I mean, he said, a year ago, we're not disciplined enough to win these type of games. Right. Now we're in the point where we do win those games. And a year ago, their roster was more like the Jaguars, meaning right. they've got Jamar three Jays. or four or five more big-time players on their defense or in their offense, so they have that chance to make the play. But uh, to Slim's point, that's exactly right. The yeah. Jaguars are probably a year away from winning that game. Mm -hmm. They went one and fifteen, got Burrow. Went four eleven and one, got Chase. Look where they are right now. Yeah, that a great this spot. is a franchise to look at in terms of making progress. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. Big thing one is sell this, sell this team. This team trailed by twenty seven points at halftime week one. They led the entire game on Thursday night against the Bengals, ne nearly beating a team that we just said is much more advanced than the Jaguars are right now. That does not help the frustration felt by the head coach and the players in that locker room. You create your own breaks, and, and you know I've, I've said this from day one, is that the core 
Well, this team are good players, and I thought we brought in some good players, and we're getting better each week. We are getting better each week. Just sickening that you didn't win that thing. But like I told you, I, I'm, I'm not wrong about that. I'm not wrong about those guys in that room. Okay, now we look forward to this Sunday against the Tennessee Titans. And big thing, too, is tested. Run defense. This is your week. They have been improving. You look at the Bengals, only allowed 78 yards rushing. But here comes that man, Derrick Henry. This is the true test. But first, Malcolm Brown, what are your postgame thoughts? We want, we're one or two plays away. Um, I mean, the whole locker room knows it. You know, I mean, we feel it every game we walk away. That's, that's the sad point about it all. It's like, you know, we know where we're as a team. You know, we feel how we feel when we're playing and stuff like that. And you walk away with an L, and it's kind of like, you know, dang, like we should be sitting on the other side of this thing right now. But it is what it is. And, you know, we just, like I said, got to go back to work at this point. And there you have it. That is big things. We go back to big thing one, which is sell this. You can look at this record and you can see the dramatic difference from week one to week four where this team is at. And we keep saying, okay, no one wants to hear this, but maybe they do. Maybe they do want to hear this thing's getting better. Well, they're going to hear it right now. Yeah, they are. (laughs) There's a couple guys that you have to point out. Uh, The job that Daryl Bevel and Brian Schottenheimer have done week to week. I think my hot take last Monday, if you recall, was Trevor Wood not throw an interception. You're right. Would not turn the ball you over. You were correct. And it was because I had talked to Brian Schottenheimer and he was, and, and we were talking about the way this kid doesn't make the same mistakes twice and how dialed in he gets. It just felt to me like this was going to be that game. And of course, it was. They've done a nice job getting him there. On the defensive side, what Joe Cullen and his defensive staff have done against the run. I mean, Joe Mixon wasn't in the game for much of the fourth quarter. And the Jaguars did a hell of a job in the first half at not letting him get going. He doesn't look as big as Derrick Henry, but he's not that much smaller. He's 6'2", 225 pounds, and he runs with power. There's a lot of assistant coaches on this staff that are doing a hell of a job at taking players and getting more out of them week to week. Mm -hmm. That I can sell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can also sell the run defense. Uh, What I can't quite sell, I guess this is sell, so I don't want to be negative, but it seemed to me, Brian, that the Jaguars stopped the run, and then the Bengals in the second half said, okay, you stopped the run, now let's see if you can stop when we go empty backfield, and okay. you have to oh, cover yeah, five guys. Well, yeah, there's no so doubt. You, that but, was the uh, – that's my concern going forward, even against Derrick Henry, is once they stop the run, what happens? Okay, well, so now the pressure's on Tim Walton. You've got to get Tyson Campbell up and running. Mm-hmm. He's a kid that – looks like an NFL cornerback, runs like an NFL cornerback, and yet seems, seems from my perspective, to be lost. Now, that may be too strong of an adjective, but it seems like when the play needs to be made, he's two steps behind instead of one. I just talked about assistant coaches getting more. Tim Walton's got to get more. Yeah. I mean, they're 0-4, for goodness sakes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't sell everything as being perfect. And the reality of it is, is that this team is highly imperfect with its roster. There are glaring holes that have to be filled. This takes time. But I, Thursday night, when that game was done, I felt like I could sell where this was headed. Mm -hmm. I felt like I could, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe you can't. Maybe people don't believe right now. I can sell the offensive line. Yeah. Full of optimism this morning. Through four (laughs) games, the offensive line continues to play well. And I think if the offensive line continues to play this well, I don't know what's going to happen with A.J. Can, but Ben Bart seemed like he played okay in his place. I think if the offensive line plays this well in the defensive line, at some point, it will come together where those two lines, which are playing okay in the fundamental run and stop the run, I can sell that they will win a game or two based off of that. And, and I can sell that Bernie Parmalee, if James Robinson's getting started, right? 
And not having Carlos Hyde hurt because you didn't have that hammer, hammer, yeah. hammer. Um, Bernie Parmalee's done a nice job of getting those two guys to play consistently. I mean, there's a lot of places where you can see, okay, we can build on this. We can build on this. Because remember, we're not talking about a playoff team. We're talking about a team that's building. Yeah. There are building blocks there. There are materials missing. And you draft, for example, Tyson Campbell to be your starting cornerback over time. And I don't know if he's as lost as the narrative is. I think I saw some big plays where he would go up and make a tackle that I was surprised about. There's plenty to... It's clear what he needs to work on, which is the ball in the air. Well, <laughs> Jamar Chase is a guy yeah. who is... he, But you, you drafted this guy to be able to handle that. Mm -hmm. So he's got to get better. Well, Tyson he's, Campbell's really good. He's four games in. Yeah. When he's playing the run, he's really good when he's playing short balls and come up and knock him down. He, he frankly has been bad when yeah. the ball is in the air deep, 35 yards downfield. That is where teams are looking at and saying, okay, we Tack can there. beat that. Right. And until he, until he beats that, right. he's going to keep getting tested. And by the way, another place they've got to get better is the pass rush. It just, mm -hmm. Josh Allen is seeing guys sliding in his direction because Caleb on chase on or Dewan Smoot. They've got to get free. They've got to find a way to make the offensive coordinator pay attention to them mm -hmm. so that Allen can go. This team needs more guys who can win one-on-one. -on -one. Yep. No matter what position, they got to win their matchups. The NFL isn't about plays. It's about players. That's the most important part, having the players who can execute. Mm -hmm. Jaguars need more of them. Yes, we knew that. Yes, we did. And that is an 0-4 team right now that is improving, but not where they need to be. Before we go to break, one thing about Derrick Henry coming in here this week. Oh, boy. So he's going to put up his numbers. He always does. But the Jets, and by the way, Quincy Williams, <laughs> Hate to see him not here because he played like a stud yesterday. That's a good player. Um, you're going to have to have somebody hit Derrick Henry like Quincy Williams did mm -hmm. on fourth down. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to have people that make a stop on Derrick Henry in a critical moment of the ball game where it's either early and it could get away from them or late and they're trying to hold on. But you're going to have to get a play on Derrick Henry in the running game on third down where you hit him as hard as Quincy Williams did. Yeah, going to have to play fearless this week. Yeah. Always do against that guy. Yep. Yes. When we come back on Jaguars Drive Time, some highlights from Thursday Night Football coming up. Jags Drive Time is brought to you by TIAA Bank. Turn potential into progress. And by Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. Call CarShield now. If your car's on a manufacturer's warranty, don't get stuck with expensive mechanical and computer repairs. Call CarShield. We're back, Jaguars. Drive time. It is Monday coming off a Thursday night football game against the Bengals, and we have some highlights for you. We're going to start right here in the first quarter. Jaguars start fast, this beautiful drive, and things are feeling good. It doesn't make me feel good. <laughs> that is quite the spoiler alert. Yeah. That is not. I don't the feel first very drive. good at all. Though. I apologize. I just <laughs> burst the bubble. Let's go to the correct all first right. drive. On second down, out to his left. He is able to outrun the linebacker. Three first downs on this drive. The 
Jones in there and throw it to the newest Jaguar, Dan Arnold, who we had a week ago. That's a security blanket for a young quarterback. Robinson after a jab step is in for the touchdown. There you go. I you feel, feel better, better now? now? Yeah, I feel darn good. <laughs> <laughs> a million bucks. Uh, that was an impressive drive. And, you know, I was glad to see it, Brian, because it felt like a build on the previous yeah, week. It, it and was. what I was surprised with, and I wrote this several times, like everybody did, I spent all last week three days talking about, oh, a Thursday night game, young team, road team. I honestly thought they were going to get beat by 25 points this week because of that, not because they're not capable of playing like they did. I thought the Thursday game thing would really take a toll on this team and you would see a team let down. That, coupled with this, made me feel much better about the situation. I uh, I did not think they were going to get blown out. I, I thought well, you were right. I Again. Thought, well, no, I, I thought that they could go in there and move the ball against a Bengals defense that was playing better, but it's not a great Bengals defense. And I thought that they might be able to keep up. I didn't know that they'd be able to go up and down the field. The one thing I'll point out there is Dan Arnold a week ago, most people didn't know, right? Um, I had seen him play a couple games for the Rams last year, and that is exactly what I saw. Not for the Rams, for the Cardinals, against the Rams. Um, he's not a game-breaker, but, man, he's athletic. Yeah. And he's going to be an important part of this team backing things off once he gets a couple of weeks here and creating opportunities for other guys. Uh, he looks like the best playmaker at that position. With one game. Since how long? Yeah. I mean, it's been a long time. Since they've had a tight end that they could go to like that. He's smooth and he and he seems to make guys miss yeah. on the first catch. I don't know if he's gonna make that miss turn into a forty five yard no, game. No, I don't but, but he doesn't it turn go into down a twelve easily. yard game. He had yep. two touchdowns against the Rams for for the Cardinals against the Rams when I watched him last year and thought the Jaguars need a guy like that. Mm-hmm. Right? A good guy who you hope is your number two long term. Yep. And you go and find a young guy to be your number one. Um I I just couldn't help but watch him and think once he's here longer than a couple of days, he's going to be an important part of the offense going forward. Yeah. yeah. If O'Shaughnessy can get healthy, yeah. And Dan Arnold stays healthy, they can be functional at that spot. They're not going to turn chance. in a lot of 45 yard plays, right. but they're going to uh, get first downs. And they haven't had exactly. that. They haven't had two guys like that in a while. If you get the first downs, you can keep with the running game, which allows you to stay with play action. They're a critical part of this thing. Mm-hmm. Speaking of keeping it going, let's stay here in the first quarter. We're moving and grooving, and we're keeping the score going. Approaching 200 yards of total offense. Lawrence keeps it again. Dives, touchdown. There's a little attitude. And that touchdown celebration, he, and I liked it. Yeah, well, he felt it, it, you could just feel that he was playing the game. Um, I don't know whether you, whether he just felt more like what's the right term that he was confident, yeah, swagger. Uh, confident, yeah. not even swagger, but just that he was able to control some some of the action for the first time in a couple of weeks. Instead of reacting, he was being proactive. He felt it. He mm-hmm. was comfortable. It was good to see. He was playing like the man. I mean, yeah. and, and that's it. I. Uh, it's not surprising that it took uh, two or three weeks. They're, they're finding it, it, it's important for them to find the right balance of him doing this. I still don't want to see this a lot, frankly. I don't <laughs> care if he's good at it. He, it, it, this will still put him at too much risk if this is all they do with him. Yeah. But uh, he clearly is comfortable there, so they have to find a balance that works for them and still keeps him safe. No matter what the record is when the season ends, if he is 
getting better and, and more comfortable and more confident, more looking like the man, this season is a, a rousing success. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Rousing. Right. Rousing. It is now halftime. Coach Meyer tells Aaron Andrews on the Fox broadcast, the message in the locker room is do not turn the ball over. Well, the Bengals made major halftime adjustments, and this is starting to become a trend where they come out and score almost immediately. If we hadn't turned the ball over so much, take care of it here. Burrow floats it, chase downfield. Incredibly quick flip of momentum, and it's it's the halftime adjustments, and then it seems like this team then can't react to what is adjusted. Well, halftime adjustments often take place when teams that have superior talent, which I think right now most teams are more pure talent than the Jaguars, come in at halftime and say, okay, where can we attack? And it was clear from that that right now people think that they can go attack Tyson Campbell deep and have success enough to make that worth the risk. That's what they did twice. They did it on the next series as well. So to me, that was a big halftime adjustment. But overall, they clearly said, okay, they're stopping Joe Mixon. Uh, We are going to have Joe Burrow see if four or five wide receivers can beat their four or five defensive backs. They said, okay, our fifth wide receiver is going to beat their fifth defensive back, and Joe's going to find the matchup, and he did. So it sounds like there's a little bit of a mentality issue here. Um, you know, the Bengals had to down 14 to nothing. They had to change some things up. They had to go be aggressive. The Jaguars said, let's not turn the ball over. What does that sound like? Well, it sounds like, all right, let's be cautious. Yeah. Right? Um, I mean, I wasn't there in the locker room. I, I don't have the game plan. I don't know. But if I'm looking at it from afar, and I was, the Jaguars were trying to make sure that they didn't give the game away the Bengals had to, by virtue of the fact they were down by two touchdowns, go and take it away. Yeah. Okay. Well, the Jaguars aren't in a position where they can necessarily be as aggressive as they'd like with a rookie quarterback mm-hmm. and without DJ Chark. Yeah, which was huge. Yep. And that tight end was a matchup problem, and the Bengals kept on rolling, and now all the momentum is on their side. Same guy. Yeah, same guy. And uh, one thing in that play, uh, Josh Allen was back in coverage. I've gotten a ton oh of gosh. emails this week. It was everywhere. Week. Well, here's the deal with that, and I, I assume it's going to continue to be a thing. And Miles Jack got beat on that, but he he's not going to be able to cover all the way across the field. There still has to be pressure on that. Josh Allen is going to drop in coverage this year. He's not going to drop in coverage more than he rushes. But in a 3-4 defense, your outside linebackers – this is not a 4-3. You know, everybody wanted the 3-4 and thought it was the cure-all to all things football. In a 4-3, Josh Allen rushes all the time. In a 3-4 defense, every edge rusher, every edge defender who has ever played the scheme drops in a certain in certain looks. He will continue to do that. So keep emailing me, Brian. <laughs> but I didn't email it you. It ain't going to tip. Well, no, you never do, and I'm hurt by that. Um, it's... It, uh, that's not going to change. It's part of the scheme. It's, it's not bad coaching. It's not putting guys in wrong situations. If you're going to play this scheme, which has a lot of different looks up front, 
Josh Allen's going to drop six, seven times again. Greg Lloyd and Kevin Green, the great linebackers in those Steelers. Yeah, William McGinnis dropped. They, they all, yeah, they all dropped. It, it, it happens. It's part, it, it's calculated based on down and distance and the personnel group on the field. It's going to happen. It, it, and eventually, someone else will make a play or Josh will make a pick. Mm-hmm. It, it, and then they'll say, brilliant. Yeah. On a bad play. Yeah, remember the Super it was Bowl, a bad James call. Harrison. Yes. The great Super Bowl play. Oh, yeah. James Harrison's pass rush. Yeah. But he's he, back in coverage. He's back in coverage. That's how you have to play this defense. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we go to the end of the game, and the defense really just needed a big-time play and couldn't make it happen. And here is the heartbreaking loss that we alluded to earlier. there you have it. The Bengals win by a field goal on Thursday night football. Close game, but that last drive really needed something to happen there. Well, and that speaks to another theme that, uh, you know, look, the Jairus haven't had enough pass rush. But if you watch this play, the ball's out. You're not going to get a sack on that play, Ryan. And there were a lot of plays in the second half. I don't have any, hey, Ryan, if they ran 40 plays, the Bengals, in the second half, I'm just not at that number. 35 of them on the passes, the ball was out before a sack was realistic. The issue is four or five times when they couldn't quite get pressure, they didn't. But against the Bengals, the way they play, you're not going to have a high sack number typically. Yeah, Burroughs, I mean, he's very smart. Uh, We forget. Well, we don't. But some people forget (laughs) that guy was the number one overall pick and one of the great college quarterbacks of all time, and he made plays. And he's got some guys. Again, we said DJ Chark was out of the ballgame, so you lost that guy that goes deep fast. Um, He had – he didn't have T. Higgins, but Taj Boyd – Tyler Boyd uh, just was everywhere that night. I mean, and the, you're combining him with Jamar Chase. There were matchup issues. Yeah. Jaguars don't have enough guys to create matchup issues. That's where they've got to get better. Yes, and our thoughts are with DJ Chark, by Absolutely. the way. Yes. Absolutely. Great guy, great player, better person, and uh, we believe to be a fractured ankle. We're going to mm-hmm. get a confirmation on that uh, this morning at 11 a.m. when Coach Meyer has a press conference, but all thinking of him because that was pretty unfortunate. Yeah, yeah good guy. Um Hope he's well. Hope he gets back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all the things. Tough break in a contract year. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, that, that you're trying to stay healthy and trying to, to play your best so that mm-hmm. you can earn the contract for your family, and then that thing happens. But he's – he's. He'll but I will say this about DJ. Yeah. He's a balanced enough person. He'll figure out a way to get through this. Yeah. Um, yeah. A fractured ankle, I don't think, should set him back physically where he's not the same player if he comes back. It'll be a setback, but he seems like the kind of kid who can overcome it and come through it. Yeah. Like Trevor said, he's made of the right stuff, yes. and that's for sure with him. When we come back, some hot takes here on Jaguars Drive Time. Legal sports betting is coming to Florida soon. Go to hardrocksportsbook.com for the latest details leading up to launch. Must be 21 and physically present in Florida to wager. Concerned about gambling? Please call 1-800-522-4700. We're back, Jaguars. Drive time. It is Monday, which means it is time for some hot takes. Brian Sexton, you're up. You know, this team keeps playing better, and I expect them to play better on Sunday against the Titans. Now, they've, it's going to be a challenging week. These guys have to stay focused on football and football only this week. Um, but the Titans have a couple of wide receivers who are banged up with hamstring injuries, and those are not one-week 
sort of things. No. Those are the kinds of things that can linger. Even if A.J. Brown and Julio Jones are back on the field this week, I don't expect them to be their normally explosive selves. Um, this comes down to Derrick Henry. This team is playing the run well. Um, I like the way that Trevor Lawrence is getting better. I, I think this is a moment where the Jaguars can get a win. But they must stay focused on football this week. Yes. Yeah, I... Um, you're going to burst the Debbie, bubble, aren't you? I guess I'm Debbie fine. Downs this goes. morning. Um, the hot take is not supposed to be the, oh, that's everyone's Because saying. my hot take <laughs> is with AJ, DJ, and even CJ Henderson uh, out. Potentially. I'm not sure about AJ can, but the point is, especially with DJ out, it's starting to become attrition time. They've been a pretty healthy team. And now all three of those guys, think about it, were starting two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So now you're a little less in the secondary than you were. You're a little less on the offensive line. You're a little less at wide receiver. That happens in the NFL. But they've gone through what we thought was the manageable part of the schedule, and now they're into Titans playoff team. The Dolphins are struggling with their playoff team last year, so I can't put the Dolphins in that. The next eight or nine games get tough. Now you're into it where NFL reality hits. Now you're moving in Tyson Campbell. You're moving in Ben Bartsch. You're moving in uh, another wide receiver where you want a DJ chart. This is where you have to start overcoming those things, and it's coming at a difficult time in the season. Mm-hmm. And you're making the argument, do you have the depth to overcome that? Yeah. I'm saying with my hot take, I don't think you have the depth to overcome DJ Chark, but I think Jamal Agnew makes you feel a little bit better about this because we saw some big-time play from him on Thursday night, a 27-yard toe-drag catch, an 11-yard run. This is a guy who just two years ago started playing wide receiver. I think they go to him for some playmaking ability. He's shown it on special teams, but maybe this is where he's now forced to play more receiver and be on the field more. I think it makes you feel a little bit better about this. You don't want to see DJ Chark out, but Jamal Agnew showed some some highlights. Just yeah, I'm not sure he's going to carry it, Brian, but to Schlin's point, I do think he can make that one big play to turn around. What you're missing. If he gets a 27-yard play and an 11-yard run, if he does offensively what he did Thursday, all of a sudden that's an element that they didn't have before. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm fine with that. I just, I, I watched the Titans yesterday, and uh, their offensive line is down another starter. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think if this team is focused, that this team can go and play the style of football they want to play and be able to – because I think a lot of people can look and go Titans, but I watched the Titans against the Jets. Jets have some – you know, Corey Davis, they have some playmakers there. Um, I don't know. I just have this feeling that this team can do something. Well, yeah, we say Titans because we're so used to the Derrick Henry and the Nash. Well, he's going to get his numbers. Oh, no. Yeah. He's gonna get, no, he's going to get his numbers. But like I said earlier, it's going to come down to can you stop him on third down and mm-hmm. three in the fourth quarter when the game is still in reach? Yep. Can you do that? They're going to have to. Jets did yesterday. Yes, they did. When we come back, some closing thoughts here on Jaguars Drive Time. Monday Drive Time brought to you by Car Shield. Busy day coming up as we get ready for the Titans to come here this Sunday. Head coach Urban Meyer press conference at 11 o'clock. You can watch that on Jaguars.com live or Jaguars, Jaguars social media. We have J.P. Shatter coming up this afternoon with some happy hour at 4 o'clock. And we'll be back Wednesday morning right here on Jaguars Drive Time.